0: Shh, it's starting.
1: There are kids in this world who are different, special.
0: I think it's a hoverboard.
1: They look like us and they act like us, but they are not us.
2: Your Mother nature. Who wants a selfie with the Grim Reaper? There's a girl flying in the water. Find
3: the treasure. She belongs to the world.
2: It's a broken locket, exactly like mine. Imagination amplified.
1: Well, hello there, Big Fib listeners. It's summer vacation here at the Big Fib, so for the next few weeks, we will be re-airing some of our favorite summer-themed episodes, like Ice Cream. Ooh, I want ice cream. Camp. Ooh, I want camp. And roller coasters. Oh, I don't want roller coasters. Do not put me on a roller coaster. Anyway, uh, we hope you have a great summer break. Uh, Stay in touch. And we'll be back with new episodes starting in September. Two people claim to know everything about something. But only one knows anything. (laughs) President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I
3: lie? It's hard to say. Hands on fire. Hands on fire. One's a liar. The other is telling
1: This is Pants on Fire. And now here's your host, Deborah Goldstein.
4: Welcome to Pants on Fire, the game show where kids choose between the tubular velodrome of truth and the painful saddle sores of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot Lisa, which stands for Live in Studio Audience.
1: Also available for your next polka dance party.
4: <laughs> now, are you using our show to advertise your sound services for parties?
1: Please hire me to do polka stuff.
4: <laughs> Why don't we get back to our game for now and tell us how it works?
1: Okay. Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert; the other, uh, what? A liar. Mm. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who, because no one can spot a liar better than a
4: kid. Liar, liar, on fire. What are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about bicycles—a two-wheeled vehicle propelled by pedals and steered by attached handlebars. Lisa, can you ride a bicycle?
1: Uh, yeah, I totally can. But I choose not to because I have wheels on my feet and they can get me just as far, just as quickly than any bicycle could.
4: Oh, is that a fact? You know, I've never seen you propel yourself very far or very fast.
1: I said I can propel myself. Uh Uh-huh. I I just, why? (laughs) I
4: see. Well, maybe uh, instead of choosing to ride a bicycle, you can choose to tell us about today's contestant.
1: I choose to do it. (laughs) Our human child contestant is a nine-year-old who is an animal rights activist, Amrita Kumar. Hi, Amrita.
4: Welcome to Pants on Fire. How are you? Good. It's nice to have you here. You're, you are an animal rights activist? What does that mean to you? Uh, I like animals. And what do you do for them that makes you an activist? She plans
1: activities for them. They're no. like, today we're going to go on a walk, tomorrow <laughs> we're going to do jump roping.
4: Is that what you do? Uh, no, I raise money for them. And what does the money do for them?
1: They can buy, like, LOL dolls and all (laughs) kinds of cool stuff.
4: (laughs) Is that what they do? They go shopping?
2: Uh, No. Um, The first time, I raised money for the Indian Wildlife Association. Wow. And then the second time, I just donated it to an animal shelter.
4: And how did you raise this money?
2: My friend Allison and I made pop-up cards, which basically when you open it, like, something pops up. (laughs) (laughs)
4: It wasn't scary like that, was it? Uh,
2: No. No. at Like, Oktoberfest, and there's a bunch of different kinds. So you could buy Christmas cards, you could buy Halloween,
4: birthday, and we just sold them. And then the money you would donate to these organizations. Well, thank you so much for your service. How cool. We actually have an
1: elephant on the line right now, and he (laughs) wants to thank you for your donation.
4: Yeah. (laughs) All right, right. a truncated conversation. I think that was alrighty. We want to learn even more about you, Amrita, but we're going to do it in our special way. We're going to play two truths and a lie. You are going to tell us three facts, except two of those facts are true and one is a lie. We have to figure Mm. out which one is the lie. Are you ready to tell us your three facts? Mm -hmm. What are they?
2: So the first one is, I once rode my bike 11 miles in two hours at Sandy Hook National Park in the Jersey Shore. Wow. My second one is, I have a Siberian Husky named Luna who loves to race me and chew on sticks. (laughs) And my third one is, last year I fell off a horse on the main
4: road in Iceland because my horse got spooked by a passing car. Wow, those are very specific. I hope you didn't fall off a horse. What do you think, Lisa?
1: Let's see. She, a horse threw her off into Iceland. (laughs) What was the
4: first one? The bike ride. Oh, the
1: bike ride.
4: 11 miles. 11 miles. 11 miles
1: miles in two years.
4: Two hours. (laughs) Two
1: hours. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that the the Siberian Husky one is a lie because uh, sticks are not good to chew. And I know as an animal rights activist, you would not encourage your dog to do that. Uh, good night.
4: Okay, well, that's an interesting way of figuring out which one is lie. Let us see if you are correct. Amrita, um, which one is your lie? Uh, The one he said. Yes! <gasps> you got, got it! The, on right. a-
2: <laughs> the Siberian Husky is actually my neighbor's dog.
4: <gasps> but the Siberian Husky does like to run and chew sticks? Yeah, he races oh, me see. around his yard. See, that was a tricky one because most of that was true. It was just not true that it is her dog.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely could be tricky for, like, people, but for robots, uh, yeah, nice try.
4: Our first expert is Camille Raneem. Please introduce yourself to Amrita.
5: Hi, Amrita. I'm Camille Raneem. I'm a bicycle mechanic uh, in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Thank
4: you very much, Camille. Let's meet our second expert, Avery Norris. Please introduce yourself to Amrita.
0: Hi, I'm Avery Norris, founder and creative director of Avery's Custom Bike Shop.
1: Okay. like
4: <laughs> It sounds like you're burning rubber, Lisa.
1: I already told you, Deborah I choose not to propel myself any faster than I need to go, which is zero.
4: I don't mean burning rubber like going fast. I mean I'm talking about your hot sounds. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Hot seat time. Yeah, it's hot seat time. There you go.
4: (laughs) That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Amrita's questions. Lisa, who should we put on the hot seat first?
1: Avery Norris, because I love Chuck Norris, and I assume <laughs> that Avery is, like, Chuck's relative or something.
4: Sure, that's probably not true at all. But, okay, Amrita, what is your first question for Avery? Um, What's a custom bike thingy? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: our custom bike shop. So, we run a custom bike shop where a client goes online and... And they can pick out different colors, different fabrics, different textiles, all on our website for all the different parts of a bike, from the frame to the tires, handlebars. You can pick a swivel or a straight. There's all sorts of different things that you can do. You can add baskets, cup holders, water bottle holders, horns, helmets. You name it, we can customize it for you. So you can have the best bicycle that you want when you're riding around town. Can you do yellow <laughs> yes.
4: Whoa, they do yellow. <laughs> That's more expensive. That's so cool. Yeah.
1: Deborah, get me a yellow bike. All right. Thank you.
2: <laughs> okay. So, what's the most expensive bike you've
0: ever sold? Our bikes start at $299 and you can buy them online, but the most expensive one we've ever sold is a little bit more than $10,000 because they are customizable. Is it made out of
4: diamonds? Is it made out of lobsters?
0: (laughs) It's made out of lobsters and diamonds. Why is it so
4: expensive?
0: Well, you can customize a lot of different things at our bike shop. Baskets, cup holders, water bottle holders. But the thing that gets really expensive are the materials, the fabrics the textiles, and people want specific things. We had a client who wanted a really soft saddle. The mm. saddle is, of course, what, you know, the bike seat is what most people call it, but it's called a saddle. And this client wanted the saddle made out of spider silk. What? So we had to harvest all the spider silk and put it on top of a regular saddle in order for it to be as comfortable as she wanted it to be.
4: Is spider silk really Comfortable?
0: Oh, oh yeah,
1: Deborah, My bed's made of spiders. It M-
4: is
0: not. No, you're right. My bed is
1: made of spiders. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. You're
4: going to give people nightmares.
1: Yeah, it gives me a lot of nightmares.
4: <laughs> um, Camille,
2: what do you like most about your job?
5: I just really enjoy helping our customers and making sure that their bike is in the best possible working order it can be. There's no bigger bummer than setting out for, you know, an awesome ride on a trail and one of your components fails or your tire fails or something like that.
1: Or you're there and you're like, oh, my God, my seat that's made out of spider silk is yeah. not as comfy as I need it to
5: be. <laughs> I imagine that would be quite sticky, yes. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but are you like a like a car mechanic where you go in to your shop and you say, I think I just need this little part fixed and then you find 52 other things that are wrong with the bicycle?
5: Depending Depending upon whether or not the customer has done their annual maintenance, uh, it's entirely possible I'll find things like frame failures or maybe a component isn't behaving the way it's supposed to. At our shop, we do things a little bit differently. We, we like to give people the option, but also as a certified bicycle technician, it is my responsibility to make sure that uh, every bike that leaves the shop is in good working order. Otherwise, I am liable.
2: Oh. Could you
5: tell me what liable means? Yeah, could you tell me what liable? I know what it means, but for (laughs) listeners. Absolutely. Uh, Basically, liabilities are things that are your responsibility to make sure go well. So I am liable, uh, meaning I am responsible for making sure a bike works properly. And the consequence, if I do not honor that responsibility, is I could be sued. (laughs)
4: Oh, you know what suit is, right, Amirta? Yeah. It's something
1: to do with liability. (laughs) Correct.
4: So
2: to Camille, what's the difference between a Presto valve and a straighter valve?
5: Yeah, Camille. (laughs) All right. So a Presto valve, what I usually shorthand as a European valve, um, the pin, which is how the air gets allowed into the valve is on the outside and you have to unscrew a little pin cap to be able to access it and pump it up properly. A Schrader valve is what I use, uh, I say shorthand, an American valve where the pin is recessed or a little bit farther inside of the valve tube um, and it tends to be a little bit wider than the Presta. And which one is more common? Oh, that's really tough. I mean, there are a billion bicycles produced every year. Um, I think that Schrader might be a little bit more common uh, as commercial. the commercial biking industry is very large.
4: If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts.
3: The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell! Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are like really sneaky and you often don't know how they're feeling and the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com/bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Camille, you
2: said that there are a million bikes made a year. Like, how many would you actually say? I think was I said it- a
5: billion, um, oh. and I think <laughs> that I kept on seeing that uh, number floated around. Seems kind of unbelievable, but hey, it's a big world. That's
1: true. I don't think that's true because I haven't made any bikes. Deborah, did you make any bikes? I
5: haven't made any bikes. Uh, no.
1: uh, so far, there's zero bikes. I don't think anyone's making <laughs> well, bikes. Y-
5: you know, you know what is true though. In what? Amsterdam, there are more bicycles than there are people.
4: Whoa! Whoa what are the bicycles doing to the people? <laughs> oh no! <laughs>
2: For Avery, how did you get
0: into bicycles? Oh, well, I have loved bicycles ever since I was a little boy on my Schwinn four-speed bike. And I really got excited about custom building bikes when my daughter was a little kid and wouldn't get on a bike. And it wasn't until we let her spray paint it and put stickers on it and decorate the wheels with um, lights. And that's sort of what was the inspiration for my bike shop.
2: Hmm. Okay. Camille, what's the most common way to break a bike? Like,
1: Okay, you got to run it into another bike. You got to throw it down the stairs, into (laughs) a beehive, through a hoop of fire, Uh, at a wedding cake. You got to throw it out of an airplane. You got to cut it in half with a chainsaw.
2: Why would you waste the cake?
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Whoever's doing that, you better stop that because cake is delicious, and now I'll let Camille try and answer the rest of it if
4: she can. Thank you.
5: (laughs) Um, Well, the most common thing I see walk through my door is a uh, flattened tube or a failed tube. That's when you get a flat tire. Um, So we usually just have to replace the tube, which is really easy. Um, If you don't keep up with annual maintenance, your brake cables will slack, um, which means that your brakes won't pull properly, uh, which is very important that they pull properly. Mm. We also will see... uh, Rear derailleurs often will get bent in, um, and we have this fancy tool called a derailleur gauge that'll help us bend the derailleur back out, assuming that it hasn't been bent in too far, and that way we can correct the shifting. Um, Some other things, I mean, yes, accidents happen, uh, or crashes, rather. Uh, So usually if there's any kind of dent or damage that happens to the frame of the bike itself... At that point, you're going to have to get a new bike because once you have, especially on the top tube of the bicycle, if you have a dent in it and you have another crash, it could just snap in half. And that's very dangerous for the rider. That's kind of scary. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to scare you. Oh you know what? I'm shaking over here. Very, don't talk like that. Okay. <laughs>
2: Favorite. what's the funniest thing that ever happened at your job?
0: I have two stories, if I if I have enough time. Um, the first one was a client who wa- whose child was learning how to ride a bike and loved pickles. I love
2: pickles.
0: You love pickles. <laughs> well, you would love this bike. I mean, aside from painting it green, which is a little obvious, we put all these stickers on it that were scratch and sniff, so it would smell like a pickle. And the best part was the bicycle helmet, which you can imagine was sort of this long you know, a cylinder that was shaped like a pickle. Wow. (sighs) That was one of my favorites. And the other one, which was a strange request, was we got from an an adult, wanted a replica of the Forrest Gump bicycle that he rides in the movie. That's probably a little bit... What does
4: that look like?
0: Uh, you know, like that old 1950s bike with the uh, it's it's almost like the Wizard of Oz bike, too, with the, um, the basket up in the front. Uh-huh. Um, and so we had to we had to, you know, stop frame that that movie all the time to make sure we had the exact details of that bike. Wow.
4: How wow. much did that bike cost?
0: That bike cost around. Uh, it was about forty nine hundred dollars.
4: Wow.
1: Plus three ninety nine to rent the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Are you curious about what the cast of your favorite Gen Z media show looks like?
1: Oh, Deborah, so much. It haunts me every waking moment.
4: Oh, dear. Well, all you need to do is visit www.gzmshows.com and find out.
1: Oh, Deborah, I feel so much better. I'm going to have to find something new to haunt my every moment.
4: No, don't do that. Just go to the website. It's shorts on fire time when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Experts, you'll need to maintain a high cadence for this sprinter round. Amrita, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's start with Avery. Ask your shorts on fire questions now. Oh. What's a group set?
0: A group set is when a bunch of bikes uh, ride out together in a, in a group.
2: What's the fastest anyone who has ever ridden on a bicycle?
0: Downhill. It's 75 miles per hour.
2: Have you ever built a custom tricycle? No. What is the risk in overflating your tires?
0: Flying to the moon. (laughs) Uh, It'll pop a lot more easily.
2: Which rides faster, a mountain bike or a road bike? Road bike. How heavy was the lightest bicycle you ever built?
0: Uh, 62 pounds.
2: Do you name the custom bikes you built?
0: I don't, but the customers do.
1: Time is up, and if you need a name for one of them, uh, I would go with George. Good name. George the bike.
4: All right, Lisa, please restart your timer. Amrita, ask Camille your Shorts on Fire questions now. What part of a mountain bike controls how much bike bounces over
2: rust terrain?
5: The shocks, either in the fork or the uh, frame.
2: What is it called when a bicycle mechanic adjusts the wheel so it spins on a straight axis?
5: Wheel truing.
2: What is the best place in the U.S. for bike riding, in your opinion?
5: I, I love New York. What is
2: the name for the mechanism that shifts the gears?
5: Derailleur.
2: Could you fix the bicycle in the dark?
5: Probably. Okay, do it. <laughs>
2: Who's your favorite
5: professional cyclist? Um. Oh, gosh, Aisha McGowan.
2: <laughs> Which side's handbrake controls the front brakes? The left. What is the granny gear?
5: The granny gear is the lowest gear, meaning of least resistance on the bike.
1: That is time. And I just want to say uh, the Granny Gear is misnamed because my granny uh, had a lot of resistance. She <laughs> did not want me to get into podcasts and uh, like <laughs> Granny if you're listening, I'm sorry but I did it.
4: And if she could see you now, she'd be very proud, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, thank you, Deborah.
4: Okay. It's decision time. Now our contestant Amrita must tell us Which expert spoke the truth, and which one was pulling her chain? Amrita, who is the liar, liar, pants on fire? I think it's Camille. (gasps) Why do you think Camille is the liar? What was the clincher in your decision-making process? She kept on saying things like, um,
2: and Mm. when she said, uh that there are around 1 million bikes made of She said 1 in, billion. A 1 billion yes. that's not
1: true. It's not true. Yeah, okay. cuz none of us it's have
2: ever It's around
4: 100,000. 100,000 in the whole world? Yeah. Okay. We're going to have to check your sources and check her sources. Who is our actual expert? Please let us know who you are. It's me. <gasps> oh. Camille Reneem is a bike mechanic and founder of Clean Cargo Bike Shop in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, a shop specializing in affordable bicycle repair, custom bikes, and cargo bikes. So what when you found the hundred thousand bike fact, where did you find that fact? Uh on Google. On, yeah, Google. It was on
5: Google? So nice try.
4: But it's possibly incorrect. Is that true, Camille?
5: Uh, yes. I mean, I also found my fact on Google, but I also found it suspect.
4: <laughs> oh, I see. So we can't trust Google? Is that what we're saying? I
1: think, uh, I think no. so. Everything digital is reliable. Uh, give up. We are taking over. Oh, no. In a good way.
4: Well, let's do some other fact checking. Camille, what were the facts that Avery shared that were real clunkers?
5: Well, um, the, I got to get, him, you know, an A for creativity on the <laughs> spider silk for sure. Um, That's not a thing? Oh, no, 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 oh. no, no. Aww. And generally, custom saddles are very uncommon. Um, you can get saddle covers and other types of accessories. Um, but generally, when we're talking about custom bikes, we're either talking about building up a frame or... From the base, you know, using using components that the customer requests, um, you know, we, we often call them like utility bikes so that people can kind of customize their bike to do what they need it to do. Like um,
1: smell like pickles.
5: <laughs> I guess potentially if that's what you really want. But um, for example, I have a custom track bike. And why it's better than a mass-produced bike is that it's made of really high-quality steel, which is repairable, and it's also very light and very responsive and great for racing.
4: Excellent. And also, he got a few of the uh, facts wrong in the shorts round. A group mm-hmm. set is what, Camille? A group set is
5: basically it's a crank gear cluster derailleur and shifters that all go together. Whoa. I bet
1: that's what he meant to say.
5: <laughs> sure. Uh, the 60 plus pound light bike, quote unquote, was a lie. That is not light at all. I've definitely handled bikes that are 12, 13, 14, 15 pounds.
4: Avery, what other false flats did you wheel out today?
0: I don't think there's anything called a barracuda bicycle.
4: Oh, no, that sounded not. good.
1: Mm,
0: barracuda. Uh, I like
4: that. I know.
0: And um, I named some handlebar types, which I don't think are true nope. swivel or straight. Not at all.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, those were false. False. That's the second time I've ever been wrong. Is that the second time in your whole life you've been wrong, Amrita? No. You mean just on the show? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that it happened to you today, but it just means that our liar was a pretty good liar, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay, that is a wrap on our show today. Thank you to our contestant, Amrita, for keeping the rubber on the road. Thank you to our expert and liar, Camila and Avery, and to Lisa, the spinner of our sounds. And, of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into Pants on Fire, where we tire of lies and cycle for the truth.
1: Pants on Fire is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit bestrobotever.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa, and find out how you can participate. And follow us on social media at Pants on Firecast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And hey, if you're out there, stay yellow.
4: Thanks for listening, and don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at www.gzmshows.com to be the first to hear about new shows, merch, and so much more.
0: Shh, it's starting. GZM Shows. Imagination Amplified.
3: Hey, parents and teachers. Have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.
5: Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.